0: Hello and welcome. Pour yourself a bowl of cereal, grab a spot on the couch, and join us in our Saturday Morning Pajamas. I'm your host, Jax, and welcome to another wonderful episode of Saturday Morning Pajamas, a pop culture podcast where we discuss movies, TV shows, and whatever else tricks our fancy. We just may be joined by a guest host or two today, so stay tuned to find out. Hi, Jax here. Once again, joined by... Oh, I'm due. Hello. Yep. And today, did we do. Did we watch a movie? No. No. Did we have time? Well, no, because we were busy watching YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> so we figured instead we are just going to talk about the YouTubers we love, hate, ones we like to watch and binge and cringe with and all that sort of fun stuff. So it's going to be a little bit of conversation for us. Um, working title for this type of segment is called The Cackling, because we're just cackling along as we discuss things. <laughs> 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 all right. So let's see. So, YouTube is weird, right?
1: I, yeah. I don't think, like, when they created this, it was just, you know, to share videos. I don't think anyone could have predicted where what it's become, where you have, like, these, you know, like, big-name YouTubers and vloggers, and it's become, like... It's like TV. It's like it's like a little cultural phenome- phenomenon of its own.
0: Right. I remember back in high school watching just, like, the random internet videos on, like, um, punchbaby.com and bigboys.com and i want to say they're not as horrible as those websites sound but we were sitting in history class last day of school watching a guy get hit by a train on one of these websites in the classroom with the teacher watching us so ow yeah it was um yeah those were the types of videos so it's i want to say they're not as bad as they sound but that's really pretty bad (laughs) (laughs) um and then now you have people who just like, make their own shows, basically, which, okay, that's kind of what we're doing here at the podcast, but it's just very unique how it all, Mm -hmm. YouTube evolved and how it's become what it is, and now everyone's, Mm -hmm. like, get off my lawn whenever YouTube changes something. (laughs) They can do that. They own the site, but, you know, they take a step too far, and we might have... Well, I mean, any... any
1: sort of media website or social media website once it changes people are going to be pissed off even it's like the tiniest thing
0: oh yeah i'm i'm just glad it's been quite a while since i've heard a big facebook freak out about the redesign.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: like there's inklings but there's they're not as bad as it used to be where facebook just completely moves things uh, multiple things at once because i use facebook mainly well i used to have it just mainly for family and now i joined a bunch of groups so they kind of block mm-hmm. out the family which has its good points and bad points.
1: <laughs> well, I mean, Facebook for me, it's more to keep in touch with anyone I care about who is far away. Exactly. It's so that, you know, covers a lot of very good friends and then family. I have, you know, my siblings kind of spread out across the country.
0: So mm-hmm. me, it's like my family back east, I keep in touch with them that way. That's how I find out what's going on with my cousin. Cause these are family members. I haven't seen some of them in a decade or more mm-hmm. um It's just because it's expensive to travel and I've spent a lot of the past t- t- a while <laughs> broke mm-hmm. so happens. but yeah, but okay, so that's
1: the purpose of Facebook, but YouTube is like a whole different animal um originally, I think the intention was just to s- not even um you know to start budding careers or anything but just to share videos be they you know funny or family stuff that you know i uh, want grandma to see this video of the baby kind of thing
0: right there, there was that um i won't call it famous but there was this one not known case i heard about where like this family took a video of their kid taking his first steps mm-hmm. and they put it on youtube to share family and friends well, the video got taken down because somewhere in the house, someone was listening to the radio, and Michael Jackson happened to be playing on that station at that time. Mm-hmm. They got copyright infringement, and, and I mean like, that's
1: that's where where we are now with with.
0: But this was like eight years ago or something.
1: Like, if you even if you even like listen to the different people who have their own YouTube channels, they refer to themselves and each other as creators, uh, content
0: creators. I'm okay with content creators because yeah, kind of, I've heard yeah. them use – I've also heard some of them use it more interchangeably if, like, when people are talking about like the creators of TV shows and, and films and stuff like they're creating this content. Mm-hmm. I like that word much more than influencers because I'm like, yeah. let me go get the lemmings.
1: <laughs> um, so it, it's come a long way from when I uploaded my first YouTube video of my sister's dog running in a circle chasing a you know, laser pointer. It's it's very different now than than that,
2: mm-hmm.
1: you know, concept. So we're gonna go through um, some of our personal favorite and less than favorite YouTubers.
0: Yes, um, and for me, just want you know, basically for me, YouTube basically is once or twice a day. I'll take a few moments and I'll go to my subscriptions. I'll scroll on through and see. You know, a bunch of I subscribe to a lot of different people and there's very few people i watch every video of very very few i think uh-huh. one maybe two i watch every video they come out uh-huh. with and i'll just go add the ones that look interesting to my watch layer list and i work on that and for the next few days or months depending uh-huh. on when i have time because sometimes there's stuff that i really want to like, sit there and pay attention to and just don't have the moment but youtube's almost like you know me making time for like my favorite shows
1: Mm-hmm. Well, I used to at my former day job, um, I would watch YouTube on my phone on my lunch break. Um, I really don't have the opportunity for that anymore, so I tend to watch it, like, on an iPad around the time I'm going to be going to, like, going to sleep.
0: Huh. We have, um, we have a Roku at home, and we, mm-hmm. uh, me and AJ, we, since it's just us, we have control of the TV, so we'll, in the evening, try and, like, each just cast our own videos up there. Mm-hmm. Um, because you have different tastes though so we don't always watch the same thing at the same time. It just really depends.
1: <laughs> yeah, I will um I will use it through the Roku as well. And if and when I get my friggin' Xbox hooked up, I will probably stream it through there as well.
0: Yeah.
1: So it's I mean it it sometimes it's just nice to watch something kind of interesting or mindless or funny. So
0: Yeah, it depends on your mood and and I have to say sometimes the attention span, I want something interesting. I want to learn something or I just want something mindless, but I only want that in like a five to 10 minute chunk, not like a whole (laughs) half hour. (laughs) All right. So let's start here. Do what is one of the YouTube channels or YouTubers that you watch almost every video they come up with?
1: Um, Lately, I'm very into like the whole crafting subset. That's like a whole genre of YouTube videos, and I watch uh, Nerdy Crafter, and that's spelled nerd. The letter E Crafter. Um, she is a Canadian. Um, well, her she also has you know a day job. She's a teacher, but she's also a really phenomenal artist when it comes to uh, resin projects and uh, Sculpey clay. Um, and she also does reviews of craft kits. Now, this has been very, very helpful for me because, one, she does what they call salty crafter reviews because she is brutally honest. Um, So she tells you when it's crap, and that is something that I really want to see because, you see, there are a lot of YouTubers who are basically, um, they get product free, to review and then they give it like a nice shiny wonderful review because they got it for free but she is a very honest one um if she's given something for free and to the quality of the actual product so she does these salty craft reviews they're hilarious because she gets very salty um of, of craft kits mostly you know, i have a young niece and nephew and a bunch of you know little cousins as well uh who are who like the arts and crafty kind of things so to see her do like recently um the first one i remember watching was uh jojo siwa bow and ponytail kit this is like a new thing that i didn't even know existed it's like a 15 year old girl who talks like she's nine and has this huge side ponytail and it was a kit to make hair bows because she wears like these big you know 80s hair bows like we used to wear <laughs> <coughs> oh sorry and it's a kit to make your make and decorate your own hair bow <coughs> excuse me and then to also like decorate a hair extension and decorate your hair with this little um washable uh paint kit and everything and it's a piece of crap um the machine, like, the there was, like, a little, like, spray gun. It didn't work. It got wasn't clogged. It just stopped working. The paint was poor quality. There wasn't enough paint to complete the kit. Um, and this is something my niece is, like, very into this JoJo kid. So this is something, oh, I would get this for the kid, right? I would get this for my niece. Only now I know it's a piece of crap, and she's done other things. Um, slime kits, some of them are actually branded by... YouTube content creators like they have their own channels and now they're selling shit in target with their name and their picture on it. And it's crap. And she, you know, holds nothing back. She tells you when it's good. She tells you when it's bad. And it's something that she, you know, that she enjoys the arts and craft stuff because she does it herself. And like I said, she is this phenomenal artist. I'm actually, you know, in watching her, I'm going to actually take a crack at using Sculpey myself just, like, using the techniques that I've learned from her. But I like her videos because she's not, um, you know, big-headed about it. She's not, you know, she doesn't have a big ego, and she's honest. And I think that's really important, especially when you have a broad array of children who are now, like, addicted to YouTube. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so, so yes, Nerdy Crafter, she is funny, funny. Um, and fun to watch. So I, I watch pretty much. I think she posts on Wednesdays and Fridays. And, and I watch her videos as they come out.
0: See, that's where I'm horrible at. Because I know to, the YouTubers that are getting more followers and doing really well are the ones who post on specific days. Mm-hmm. I never remember when people post. I'm just like, okay, <laughs> <the> subscriptions. subscriptions. <laughs> mm-hmm. So that's for me. Someone or there's actually, okay, so it's a couple that I watch just about every video they come up with. Their names are Simon and Martina. Their channel name used to be called Eat Your Kimchi. um, And they still have that website. um, Mm -hmm. And basically, they're a couple from Canada that right after college, they had the opportunity to go teach English in Korea. So they moved to Korea, lived in a tiny apartment, like tiny, and they started making videos for their friends and family back home. And slowly, they got more popular. They had the opportunity to actually work with some in the music industry in korea and be on tv there and stuff and then about oh three years ago i think they decided they were going to move to japan
1: because
0: they because their original intention was they want to live in like a bunch of different like live in a bunch of different asian countries for like a short time and then move but then they got comfortable in korea so they stayed there um but just because of some some health issues they decided you know we want to move to japan now because we want to be able to explore the city and do things there while we can. And so what I like about them is they, they're always very positive, always very like the most mundane things you would think they make seem exciting. Like for example, they did a video over the past, in the past year where they just talked about the food packaging in Japan and how like ingenious and interesting they find it. Mm-hmm. Um, in Korea, they would do things called um, TLDR Wednesdays where they there's like some topics, some aspect of the culture where they would give you like a shortened version of just kind of, you know, give you an overview of it huh.
2: mm-hmm.
0: um, or they visit different places. They've gone to different places in Japan and Korea um, and they love making videos. Like they went on a trip to Vietnam for their anniversary. That was just their, you know, their anniversary trip. No, they took videos because they had so much fun and they love to, sorry, that was the mic. <laughs> They love to eat, so they always are trying to different foods and going to restaurants. Um, they've had a chance to, like, visit some, like, really famous restaurants, like, world-famous sushi chefs, and it's like, I don't like fish, but this is very interesting, and it makes me want to try some of these things. Mm-hmm. Um, and pretty much every restaurant they go to, they love, but the reason for that, and they've said, is if they go to a place and they don't really like it, they just trash the video. They're like, because we don't want – because these are our opinions, and we don't want to – you know, taint this place, but we, we don't want to share a bad experience with you. So very rarely are they negative. Mm-hmm. Um, but so they're very interesting. They're very uplifting. Um, Martina, the wife, she has a uh, chronic condition, which makes it hard for her to move sometimes. It makes it hard on her and, and her body. So that's part of the reason they moved, but she's always uplifting and talking about building a ladder and doing all these positive things. And So she's just, her personality is really good to like bring you up and, so there's some people, they're the ones I watch pretty much every video they come out with. Nice.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, I also watch, um, I'm very into the crafty stuff at the moment. So I watch Mariah Elizabeth. Um I thought she was like 17 or something, like a kid, but I just looked it up and she's in her 20s. Um, this is actually one that my niece watches. She watches this channel, and I'm so glad she does because it's not one I have to worry about her, um, you know, what she's going to see. It's another crafting one. Um, mainly, she does um, squishy repaints. Um, if you don't know what squishies are, they're like this fad toy Um I don't know if they're plastic or foam. Um, they're usually uh, bright, colorful shaped like animals about handheld size and you squish them, you squish them in your hand and then they go back into shape. It's almost like, um, a stress ball, but with no resistance and they'll be colorful and scented. And she does three paints. Um, she gets them that have been like, well loved. So they have marker on them or they're broken and she fixes them and paints them into something new. And then she also does craft kit reviews. Um, or um, something that she started and actually Nerdy Crafter does now, too, are um, thrift store redos. Like, they buy something at a thrift store and then turn it into something new, either by painting it or, you know, adding extra things. And, you know, it's fun. Um, she's very upbeat, but not so much as to be annoying. And I love her cat, Opie, who makes appearances now and then because he's a complete asshole like my cat. Like, he'll just randomly bite her hair or smack her.
0: <laughs> and that's amusing. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. My main videos is... Because my interests have changed. Well, my interests on YouTube have changed a little bit, but then mm-hmm. still have a lot of the YouTubers I follow. Um, so you, I used to watch a lot of the beauty vloggers and then, mm-hmm. um, a lot of the planner people. Like, Okay, so... People with their planners, they'll make the, they'll make them, they'll decorate them, they'll decorate the days, and it makes it, it's de-stressful, it's, or it's de-stressing. <laughs> um, so it's, like, really relaxing and nice for that. Mm-hmm. But a lot of these people, they've got either their day jobs have gotten picked up or they've changed focus in their life, so I don't get to watch them as much. So mm-hmm. I'm kind of at the stage where I have a lot of YouTubers I like to watch different videos on, but none that are favorites because I'm still trying to find something more interesting i'm trying to find something more binge worthy
2: mm-hmm.
0: um so a lot of my stuff is food related <laughs> and then there's a few movie ones and a uh, movie reviewers and then a few other stuff in between
2: mm-hmm.
0: um when i talk about movies there's this guy named andre his channel is called black nerd comedy um and again all the channels we talk about are going to be linked on the blog post um, might even throw in a playlist of some of our favorite videos uh when my, you know when that goes up so You know, you can check out these channels if you want to subscribe. Um, But so Andre does. Okay, so he's like perpetual. He has like the interest of an (laughs) eight-year-old, which is great, because I'm still in like, oh, we're going to watch a giant robot movie? Awesome. Well, I mean, you know, little secret there. No one actually grows up. Growing old is mandatory. Growing up is optional.
1: We're all mentally,
0: you know, very, very confused and worried 12-year-olds. Yes. So he'll have, like, DuckTales toys around, and he loves what, like, he, sometimes he'll do, like, reviews of, like, the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles TV series, or DuckTales, or he'll go see movies, or he'll do trailer reactions, um, and he's gotten some great opportunities to work with Regal and stuff as well, and I think he was in one of the Sharknado movies, was like, a bit part. Mm-hmm. I've seen one Sharknado, and it was only parts, because on TV, in the background of when I was at someone's house, hanging out for, like, a party or something. So, yeah, adult parties are awesome, right? Um, mm. So. Um, but he 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 gives these reviews. I love his reactions because he'll he'll give honest thoughts. Like, and he knows when he knows it's something from his fandoms. He'll go into like they'll point stuff out. But he just did a oh he just did a reaction or uh, comment on something. I can't remember what it was, but he straight up made like this isn't my fandom that I don't know as much, but it was still really good. And these are the points I liked and didn't like. Um, and then what I loved is he back when sonic boom came out i think uh the video game he had been working with nintendo because he works with nintendo a lot oh and so he had to give this review of this very glitchy and unfinished game while working for nintendo so he found creative ways to describe the good points and then allude to the parts that were not the greatest so he was very honest about that um, so you could tell he was trying to tell the line there, but it was very interesting. So that's why I like him because he he seems more genuine, um, just like a big kid who's always excited about this stuff. I don't watch all of his videos just because some of the fandom stuff I don't really know anything about or or what have you. Mm-hmm. But I really like the YouTubers that are mostly positive, that high, high, have high energy, and the ones that are the ones that don't seem like they'd be a bitch to your face.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and we'll get to that. Cause I got a few words to say on at least one of them. Yeah. You <laughs> um, so I go in phases. Like right now I'm very into like the crafty thing. So I'm watching nerdy crafter, Mariah Elizabeth and Poppin in. I she's, um, God, I don't remember where she's from. I want to say Belgium, but that could be wrong. Who does. <coughs> oh, excuse me. Repaints of, uh, Monster High dolls and makes them... It's actually quite cool to watch. Um, But I also kind of got sucked into this whole genre that I didn't even know existed. Oh, I'm so sorry. It's um, MRE taste testing. Now, MRE is a shorthand of meal ready to eat. It's it's a military acronym. Um, So there's this whole group of guys, and it's mostly guys, um, who get surplus, uh, military meals, the kind of things that are issued to soldiers, um, you know, when they're out on missions or, you know, even yeah. going to be facing, you know, on a combat run or something. Obviously, I don't know enough about the military to use the correct terms, but it's basically what is supposed to feed them while they're out and about. Um, I started watching Steve MRE Info 1989, um mainly because it just popped up as like a suggested video and he was going to eat uh, 35-year-old hot dogs. So I'm like, hey, I should watch this. Um, and it becomes oddly addictive, not only to, to see you know, the kind of food that we um, as a nation provide for our soldiers, not only us, but other nations as well, the differences of what's given. Like um, an MRE from Spain often has a toothbrush in it. The American ones don't have that. Um, There's one from Italy that has, uh, it's like a full day meal and it has a cordial in it, like an actual shot of liquor. Hmm. Um, And it's what's issued to the soldiers, and I found that to be very interesting. But you go down this rabbit hole and then you like, it's, it's, you just get sucked into it. And I, you know, caught myself watching them for like over an hour when it's just one after another. And I, um, there's also, um, Gun dog, who i like um he's another mre eater um g schultz uh there's 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 it's like a whole community and they share things among each other like you'll see like steven marie info 19 and i'd be like i got this from black dog bob who sent it to me because they share this stuff around and they also send stuff to another youtuber i like uh emmy made in japan who has another kind of food-related channel where she cooks stuff, she uses vintage recipes and vintage uh, kitchen gadgets, and we will do an MRE video as well and um, taste-testing, like, food from different countries and different cities. So it's weird to see how that little community kind of developed.
0: Yeah, and that's always always something I like to see is when um, YouTubers get together as a community. I know sometimes I've heard of, like, I've heard the comments where it's like, oh you don't you're not really friends you're just kind of working together. and it's like maybe but you know that's how friendships form like you like Mm -hmm. your coworkers. I would I be friends with you probably not because I wouldn't know you but we work together so now we have a bond and that's how we became friends
1: Mm -hmm. and and there's all sorts of like these little communities like you have your craft people and you have your MRE people and then you have the people who've like made a living out of it, made a whole show and they pop up on late night shows. And if you don't watch YouTube, you don't know who they are, why they're, why they're there. Like uh, the guys from good mythical morning, uh, Rhett and Link. Mm -hmm. And And I haven't decided quite yet if I find them amusing or annoying, but I keep watching. Particularly. I like their taste test videos Mm -hmm. mainly because Link gags at least once. And I find that hilarious.
0: Oh yes. I've seen a few of their videos. Um, it was. I saw the ones where the Game Grumps, which is in their YouTube channel that my husband loves, and so I watch sometimes.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, they're another one of those ones where I can watch in small doses because they get loud and yelly. Um, okay, fine. Aaron gets loud and yelly and Dan's the other one who's a little bit more subdued. But they were on Good Mythical Morning and they were playing this game on this extra content where they're dressed up as in the Mario and Luigi costumes mm-hmm. and they had a little brick above them and one person would get a good item, one, like, glitter, one would get bad item, like, cake batter. Mm-hmm. They kept switching, and Aaron lost every damn time. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "Teach hmm, you yell all my ear off? Well, um, and I would point out
1: that Good Mythical Morning has a very professional set. They do. It's like, this is, this is their living now. They were doing, like, a live tour and stuff. It was interesting, because, again, it goes, this is a whole new medium. This is... Um, it's almost like it became the precursor to the streaming channels that we have now Mm -hmm. because it was like a show that you could go and
0: watch. Right. Well, there's this one channel I like, Um, ignore the name. Well, put the name is stoned gremlins productions. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So it's ran by this guy named Brad Jones and he does a few different things. He'll do, he'll do movie reviews where like he'll go to the cinema with like one of his friends or his wife and then they'll sit in the car afterwards and talk about the movie, and they do a live stream. Or if they're watching like an older movie that came out on DVD, TV- that's on DVD now, they'll sometimes go and just sit in the car outside on the, <laughs> in the street. They'll go and um, he also does adult film reviews, which are interesting. <laughs> um, and by whole-
1: adult film reviews, you mean reviews of adult films?
0: I mean, he's talking about Debbie Does Dallas. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, but then he'll do like baby Huey's whatever movie that was. Um, he did a whole thing where he did like all the video, all, like all the nightmare on Elm streets or the, and the Friday the 13th, yeah. he does it at home. Um, but then he also has his Brad try series where he'll try different foods. Like here's the Mac and cheese candy canes. You know, here's some God awful shake that like Wendy's or Taco Bell or someone put out. Mm-hmm. Um, And every year he goes to this Illinois State Fair, because he's from Springfield, he'll go to the Illinois State Fair, and he'll try all the different food with his friends. And I still remember a few years ago when he tried the bacon lemonade, and apparently that shit's supposed to be so good, (laughs) but everything just looks horrible. There was like the fried butter on a stick, I think, from last year, and I'm like- I just threw up in my mouth a little at hearing that. Oh my God. Yeah. Well, that's your state.
1: Illinois, I'm ashamed of you. You know- (laughs) Uh, Chicago is its own separate entity. <laughs> we 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 re- we really don't associate with the people downstate.
0: They're they're a little different. You, you're getting your southern accent on right there. Yeah. <laughs> but I really like him because he does all these different things. So again, it's not one of the ones I watch all the time, but a lot of times I will purposely watch out for his midnight reviews, which is when he goes to the movie mm-hmm. on opening day or the pre the pre-screen or whatever. So now, watched, um, watch the beginning, just a few first minutes to see, like, do you like it or not? Because a lot of times when he likes something, it's something we like. Uh-huh. So it gives us, like, for example, he just did Into the Spider-Verse and mm-hmm. Anthony or AJ, pretend <laughs> I didn't say his real name, um, watch that because he's interested in seeing the, into that movie. I've, the first trailer for that showed me, um, artwork, um, animation that hurt my eyes. So I don't think I can watch it. Mm-hmm. But, you know, we just were like, okay, is it, is it, because if, if, if anyway, it's just like mm, the grumpy and there's like, they're talking way more about the experience in the actual movie. Okay, this is probably not an opening weekend film for us to see.
1: Mm-hmm. Now, his adult film reviews, are they on the same channel?
0: Yes, but they so his not they- show, it still goes within the rules of, um, he still censors. So there's not nudity or anything that he shows. It, there's, mm-hmm. there's different scenes, He you know, like, you know, show voice-to-turn scenes or there's like blocking out or what have you um so everything just goes under stone gremlin productions
1: see and that that's the kind of thing that concerns me a little not because you know people are free to make whatever content they want and i think that is a very interesting thing too um if it's your thing but um there's no like (sighs) uh,
0: he does he does curse a bit and stuff so it's not it's not a channel where if I had, like, for example, if my niece and nephew, nieces and nephews wanted to watch this channel, I would be like, mm-hmm. maybe some of the ones that are 16 if they wanted to, but it wouldn't be one where I'd be like, have free reign and go watch whatever mm-hmm. you want.
1: Yeah, I mean, I haven't explored really the... Um, if there's any sort of settings on YouTube to fix stuff for your kids to watch.
0: There's a YouTube kids app. Um, but the problem with that is I don't know if they ever fixed the issue where people were uploading videos with tags, but was really just horrible stuff for kids. Mm-hmm. My main thing is you should watch the content first and then like make a playlist for your kids mm-hmm. or check out the channel and make sure it's something you approve of or just – well, and I,
1: I raised this point uh, simply because uh, my niece and nephew, um, my friend's daughter, my cousin's kids um, were all, well, are all fans of a YouTuber named, um, I believe it's Logan Paul. Oh, him. That little fuckwit who, first of all, um, if you're going to an area known for suicides, don't bring a camera on. If you want to go see it, you know, and get your little morbid jollies, go right ahead. Um, for those of you unaware of the controversy, he decided to film a video in the suicide forest in Japan um, and took a video of a dead body and posted this video on YouTube. Now, he has millions of subscribers and based, um, I'd never heard of him before this, but based on... You know, the people I know who do like him, they're all quite young. I mean, like no one older than 13. So either he doesn't know his audience or he doesn't care. Um, But that is not something that should be on YouTube anyway, really. I mean, if you want to watch Faces of Death, go right ahead and rent it. But it doesn't belong there. Um, So he did this knowing full well what his audience was. Right, and so people were exposed to this, and that's what concerns me. And I don't want to be, like I don't want it to be nannied, and that bothers me too. Is I hate the idea that this whole freedom of you know creative control is gone because one idiot fucked up. There's something going on with Tumblr right now. Um, that is another. Uh, it's a blogging platform, which if you're unaware, they've decided that as of December 17th, they're going to ban all adult content this is highly problematic for the users of the platform because a lot of it is um, creative writing. A lot of it is smutty writing and some of it, you know, there's artistic photography. Yeah. There's porn on there because there's porn everywhere. Um,
0: My big problem with that whole thing with Tumblr is that, or any social media, really like, you check saying you are 13 years or older, you, mm-hmm. you know, you have to be 13. know. Mm-hmm. So, so, why are we banning content for the five year olds when they shouldn't be on there anyway? Mm-hmm.
1: Well, my biggest problem actually with the Tumblr thing is in the wording of their ban of adult content, uh, they are banning female presenting nipples, so like girl nipple girl nipples are bad, and boy nipples are okay
0: and then I've heard there's controversy too with um errors or glitches going against certain Uh, let's see, races and sexual orientation. Mm -hmm. Basically anything um, LGBTQ related
1: is getting marked as as, I would say like, you know, NSFW, but as being um, against their as being adult content and it's being flagged and removed. It's really bullshit. Now, because mine, through all of this while they're pulling absolutely innocent posts um, by or regarding members of the LGBTQ community and while they're um, saying they're gonna ban female nipples, there is still a shit ton of white supremacy, of you know, pro-Nazi blogs and fucking porn bots. I mean, I have a shit ton of porn bots spamming me daily on Tumblr. And that is not going away. What they're pulling are basically, you know, these marginalized groups already. They're now they're like banning them because they're saying, oh, it's adult content and that's bullshit. It's really fucked up.
0: And that is the kind of problem I fear could come to YouTube. Well, actually, that kind of reminds me of the apocalypse that happened a little while ago, where basically YouTube said, like, if you have certain content, we're not going to monetize you. You know, you can't get you. You're not going to get ads. You're not going to get paid, which is you know a problem for some YouTubers who depend on that to you know for a living or just to supplement their income, so they can do this YouTube as a hobby. So that was my thing, and it was like. um, you know, you say adult themes, you say a curse word, you know, certain things. And it was just, it had so many issues at the beginning. I haven't heard much about it since, um, but most of what I heard back when it was going on was just a lot of content creators who were very upset about all these changes and how it wasn't clearly outlined for the creators and such. And it goes back to, you have to be clear of people. You have to, my main thing always is, okay, if this is the rule, that I want for everyone. I want to know what the rule is, what the guidelines are, and how are we going to follow it? Like, if you want Tumblr to be, okay, fine, you have to be a white male between the ages of 18, 35, for us to care about you, and no one else gets anything, Mm -hmm. just tell me that, because I will know then to take my business elsewhere. Which is why it's such a, you know, a slippery slope for YouTube. Yeah, exactly. And it's, well, part of it too is more and more on the trading pages and the recommendations. You're getting... Ellen clips from Ellen. You're getting Jimmy Kimmel. You're getting Jimmy Fallon. You're you know you're getting um, all the TV show clips, all the stuff from Paramount, from those people who are then they have the money to take up more of this space. So it's becoming less about the small YouTubers who can't compete. Mm-hmm. It's like if I want to watch clips, I, and there is a place for both on the platform, because every now and then it's like, what's that song? Oh, I can't find it. What's that clip from that movie? I want to my friend real quick. There's a great place for those things, you know, to remind you, to encourage you to go and purchase Mm -hmm. the actual products, but they shouldn't be the star of everything, and you need to kind of balance, which YouTube is not doing the greatest job of.
1: I would like to point out, I just looked at my Tumblr account um, to see. I'm trying to make sure I have the contact information for everyone I know who's leaving the site, including myself, um, when the ban takes full effect, and I have been followed by two more porn bots today, so... Awesome. They're they're doing real well. Um, But, yeah, um, a lot of it comes down to, and I hate to say it because, I mean, I got away with so much shit when I was young, but parental supervision. I mean, you need to know what your kids are watching, and, yes, this is available. So my my niece was obsessed with these videos as a kid of people um, opening Kinder Eggs Mm-hmm. and she would just like watch that for hours and i was you know i'm like fine okay watch it and then i one day i hear weird language i'm like what the hell and somehow in her suggested videos as she clicked through and clicked through she got to a thing where someone was playing with i think they were peppa pig toys like little figures only the oh yeah i just had an
0: abortion kind of shit and i'm like, what? <laughs> That's one thing for adults, but yeah, the, mm-hmm. the algorithm not the greatest. I, I heard there's issues like that with YouTube Kids app. Um, I remember, I was like, okay, so this was probably like... This was, this was pre the
1: YouTube YouTube Kids app. I mean, she was just on straight yeah. YouTube. And again, I don't see anything wrong with some of the things like... Um, I would not say, oh yeah, Emmy made in Japan should be on YouTube Kids. No. no. But I think, um, like my niece in particular... Uh, would probably find it very interesting to see her, you know, trying candy from Japan.
0: Right. But that's something you watch with your kid. Or I remember years ago, um, oh, probably like 15 years ago or so, listening to these radio DJs in the morning. They were married a couple. Um, and they were saying how, like, there was a movie coming out that they wanted to take their kid to see. Mm-hmm. But they didn't know if it was appropriate. So one of the parents went by themselves to see the movie. And then they came back, you know, and talked to the uh, the spouse. And they decided, they're like, okay, this is appropriate. So now you go with the kid to see the movie together.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Like, okay, yes, you're not going to see the movie. You know, okay, yeah, you're not going out as a family together to have the whole family night. But then you are knowing what you're getting into. Because mm-hmm. the number of kids I see at, you know, rated R movies at midnight, I'm sorry, but there's to not be a kid at it at 11 o'clock at night. Mm-hmm. You know, there's just, I get you want to have a night out. That's fine. That's wonderful. But, You know, as a parent, you do have to make sure that, you know, your kid's taken care of and you're not traumatizing them because we've seen it where there's been like a little kid who's just like freaking out the theater because they should not be seeing this, but the parent wants to finish the movie. So the kid's not having a good time. They're making a ruckus so other people in the theater aren't having a good time. You're probably not having a good time because you're stressed about this, but you're damn if you're going to leave because you want to see this. It's just, you know, you need to just like, you know, wait for DVD or you need to just go out there and look at reviews, talk to people don't be that person who took your kid to see Deadpool and then complained that there was cursing,
2: okay? <laughs>
0: I know there's a version out, but no one wants to see that shit either. See that radar version <laughs> when you're old enough.
1: <laughs> my nephew, actually, uh, my brother-in-law took him to see Once Upon a Deadpool last night. <laughs> I heard it was decent. He's 11. He's 11, okay, and it is the edited thing, so it's okay.
0: Yeah. I heard it's decent. It's not the real thing, but we've seen the ver- we've R-A-D version, so we're good. We're not the audience that Once Upon a Deadpool is for.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And, we, and we understand that. Um, but when we get to like the children's movies and the adult movies, we got to talk. <laughs> all right, so back to YouTube. Um, yes, back to YouTube. Um, so- one of my rabbit holes is, not rabbit holes, but just, I got on a kick at one point, point. I just have all the subscribed uh, people I subscribe to, um, but a lot of cooking shows. Can I cook?
2: Mm-hmm.
0: No. Andrew does the cooking in this house, and he will tell you that because uh, he, you know, doesn't want to get food poisoning. <laughs> I'm not that bad. I just don't cook very often.
1: Mm-hmm. So,
0: like, I, I really know. like um, One Pot Chef. He's this
1: Australian chef, and his thing is to try, you know, and make stuff with as little mess and fuss as possible. Ooh, um, he's got some really good recipes, um, and they're easy to follow, so I would recommend him. I'll have and session. he also does videos where people send him candy and stuff from, from – uh, like outside of his country he is australian and i remember laughing my ass off when he ate his very first twinkie and he's like you know all the things wrong with it you know and he's like but i can't stop eating it
0: (laughs) (laughs) right well i remember when the twinkies were gone for a while and they came back and i got one i'm like why was it i mean it was good but i was like I don't know why I was freaking out, but he's going. This is, this is not the heaven I remember, but. Mm -hmm. Actually, I got really
1: excited a couple months ago because I stopped in a 7-Eleven before work to get the requisite energy drink to make it through the day. Mm -hmm. Um, And they had raspberry zingers and they hadn't brought back the raspberry zingers when they came back. They just had the chocolate one. So I was so excited
0: and they were delicious. They now have peanut butter, chocolate, ho-hos and ding-dongs, I believe. Yeah, not so huge on the peanut butter. I I love people chocolate. Give me my Reese's, but yeah, those are not good. But I'm like, they're coming up with new things, so I like that. Yeah, my sister,
1: who is a Twinkie purist, you know, she actually said that the uh, current uh,
0: peppermint Twinkies are very good. Hmm. I, I don't like mint that much, so I will not partake. But I will tell AJ. <laughs> um, people, How I like you not like mint. I, I'm not a big fan of it, and I hate chocolate mint.
1: Just hate it. Oh man, a chocolate mint arrow bar! You just make my day with that.
0: Give me the peanut peppermint patties. Me I mean, shit! I drink peppermint tea. Basically, if the junk food has an orange wrapper, I'm and it's not spicy, I'm probably gonna like it. Cheetos, Reese's, Reese's Pieces, I'm all good. <laughs> my dogs know if it's the orange wrapper. Oh, that's the good stuff, and I'm not sharing. Mm-hmm. Um, but some of the chefs I like um, is uh, Sun. Sakyong Longest, uh, she is a Korean chef. She was on one of the cooking shows at some point, but she has, like, a lot of different Asian dishes,
2: mm-hmm.
0: and she has a bright, bubbly personality, and we've actually tried to make a couple of her things, or one or two of her things before, and we've picked up some ingredients from our Asian store because now we know what to look for because she tells you. Mm-hmm. I find her interesting. Um, Manichi, she's another cook- Korean cooker, uh, cooking chef. She um, does a lot of Korean cooking, a lot of basics, um... She has a cookbook out that I like. Was trying I want, I got from the library, but I never ended up making anything out of. But I really like her because she she because she's not bending everything to an American audience. She is making it this is the traditional way. Uh, this is how I used to make it when I lived back in Korea when, I, when my kids were young. Oh, that's cool. You get an, an idea of different cultures. Um, there's this guy um, Chef John from Food Wishes with AllRecipes.com. He makes recipes, um, they're just like American, different cultures, different things. He's made breads and soups and he made this really awesome meatloaf for Halloween video uh, last year um, that we've actually made and is so good like because you cook uh, some mushrooms and onion and garlic, you saute them all and you put it in the meatloaf and it makes it really juicy and really good. Ooh. So yeah, he when he made it in the video he molded the whole thing into the shape of a skull for Halloween, but we just leave that part out.
1: <laughs> oh, I like to make my meatloaf in the shape of a face because as it cooks the mouth
0: the mouth gets bigger and it looks like it's screaming. Oh he, he tra- took like pieces of onion, like big chunks, and put them in so they'd be like teeth, and then as it mm-hmm. cooked, the meatloaf would shrink so it looked like a zombie. <laughs> 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 um, let's see, and then there's this guy, Mikey Chen. He has a ton of channels, but the main one is strictly dumpling where he'll go to a bunch of restaurants or um, he'll travel internationally. So you'll, between his channels, he'll travel like he's gone to India. He's gone to Mongolia and tried traditional foods in different places. He's gone to restaurants in America or just a lot of places. Um, and he has, he likes spicy food, so it's not all for me, but Mm-hmm. he gives really good recommendations and he's trying different foods so you get an idea like, oh I want to go there and try this. Um, There's actually a hot pot place he recommended that was down, I think in uh, Southern California or the Bay Area. Mm-hmm. And we found a location of that hot pot place within a semi-reasonable distance to drive. <laughs> so we've been there before and we've gotten to try one of the recommendations and it's really good. Oh sweet. Um, and basically he lives in New York but he used to live in California so he's it's really interesting. And then when he travels, he'll like show you, like, this is what business class looks like. And I'm like, oh, I want to travel. That's $10,000 for a plane ticket. No way in hell am I traveling like that. <laughs> but you get to see all these different things. So it's, it's one of the interesting channels, like, because you get to learn about different cultures. And um, he is from China. He's, he is Chinese, but he's traveled all over the world, and he does all these different things. So you get a lot of different experiences from him. Um, and very rarely is he negative, which is really mm-hmm. good.
1: And that's always a plus, yeah. Um, kind of touching on the same thing, I don't know why they're so fascinating, um, but I can really get sucked into a playlist of people taste-testing things from another culture or another country. The Tri-Channel. The Tri-Channel is one of them, yes. It's Irish people trying things basically from outside of Ireland or – progressively getting drunk on camera and it's you know it's hilarious and i don't know why
0: it's so interesting to watch and buzzfeed used to do it for a while as well um with the try channel, i really like them as well they i think what's interesting is because they'll they'll choose a theme like uh, american sweets or mm-hmm. alcohol from russia or the latest one was they'll try america's strongest alcohols mm-hmm. i'm sorry did you see like 95 proof what <laughs> um and part of it is just the personalities of the people they have. They, mm-hmm. they're not as stiff as some other people. And since, because there's some people where they're like, <coughs> excuse me, I don't want to say, st- I don't want to say stiff, like you know, boring. But just they're much more worried about their image. Where these, mm-hmm. where the two on the trike, they're a lot more fun. They like to have fun.
1: And it, it's worth noting, the tri-channel is relatively new. They used to be uh, the fax channel. Mm-hmm. Fax. And so there's a shit ton of old um, similar videos still on that Faxed channel. Yeah. And then the new one is the tri-channel. I don't know quite what the
0: switch uh, was needed for, but there you I'm go. I have a feeling it had to do with, like, a company name or just trying to get.
1: I'm sure it was some kind of management thing, Yeah.
0: Yeah. But that happens. But mm-hmm. you know, I like try, seeing people try different things. I know sometimes BuzzFeed will do a little try different stuff. Um, the Try Guys from BuzzFeed now have their own channel. It's still mm-hmm. fine, its footing, but there was a... Okay, I swear I'm not like in love with alcoholics or anything, but there was one where Eugene tried, like, rated America's best cheap beers. Mm-hmm. And there was, like, 15 cans from Best Tours. And as the day goes on, he's getting more and more toasted. <laughs> and it was... It was, and he was. He wasn't drinking. I don't think he was drinking the whole things, at least. But in all these cases, it was, you know, it was never in a let's drink. It's never put into drinking is glamorous. It's like we're gonna try these things and just see. We're we're not putting it. At, we're not saying drinking's bad, but we're not saying drinking's good either. It's just this is what this is. Mm-hmm. So I kind of like that because as an adult, uh, many adults, we should be able to know like what we're, you know, what's going on and. Again, these are not things what we're going to say let the 12-year-olds watch because mm-hmm. there's a different context to it. Well, I mean, let's be honest.
1: It's amusing to watch people get drunk because then they act stupid. And it's it's very funny to watch
0: drunk people acting stupid when you're sober. Mm-hmm. Which is why My Drunk Kitchen became popular with Hannah Hart. There you go. Hey, Kitty.
1: Uh, yes, yeah, Sawyer is voicing his, I don't know,
0: disinterest in this topic, I <laughs> Okay. So different YouTuber. Um, no, (laughs) um, you shut up before we get, uh fully off the channel food. There is one more person I want to mention. I think her name is lychee. Um, Mm -hmm. her username is in Chinese and I Google translate it and that's what it said. It means, um, I will have her linked Again with everyone else on the blog post, um, but basically she does a lot of stuff where she's like in the tr- uh, China countryside, and she's like using old-fashioned tools to like chop down trees or pull these vegetables, and then cooking over the stove with the reeds and hanging stuff out to dry. And mm-hmm. there's no words, and in the background though you'll just hear this really relaxing um, traditional music. So it's I post in the background of this podcast where you can occasionally hear a cat. Yes, so. I just really like it because it's something that's relaxing for me. It's it's kind mm-hmm. of like those um, I can't remember their names. ASMR? I, not ASMR. Um, there's these guys that they'll build like a pool or a hut or whatever mm-hmm. uh, just like with their hands. Isn't
1: there one where somebody builds like a shelter in the woods or something?
0: Yeah, there's a couple like that I just find oh. where it's like the ASMR bit because it's just the nice sound in the background or there's relaxing music. It's interesting to watch and just kind of it's kind of like the first twenty minutes of Wally, where you're just learning everything through visuals and not through your ears. So it kind of relaxes you.
1: Um, I also like um, Graveyard Girl Bunny. Yep. Um, she's amusing. She has like a whole, a whole bunch of different things going on. She does thrift hauls. She does. Um, I particularly like her does this thing really work where she gets uh, mainly as seen on TV or
0: fad products and tests them, you know, on camera. Mm-hmm. I remember the bubble Bubble one
1: mm-hmm.
0: and then those water balloons that like you're supposed to film all at once. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: See, it. again, this informs my purchases because that is something that I would have gotten from my nephew, but seeing her use it, it wasn't worth the money to me.
0: Right. I, I haven't watched her as much lately, but I don't think she's been uploading as much either. She did take a break. I think she had some personal stuff to deal with. So. Yeah. Well, she lives in Houston, so when there was the storms last year, mm-hmm. she had a lot, you know, um, she was okay, but like getting out of her neighborhood was not happening because they were they were kind of blocked in with all the flooding and everything. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it happens and but I do remember, the reason I know that is because she was blogging she was able to make some videos from her house because she was in a safe enough place where she could still do that. But you got then the first hand experience of like, this is what's going on. You know, this is what's like to, you know, so it was just like another person's tale instead of it going through all the filters and being sensationalized. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. Um, wh- is there any music um, people that you like?
1: Um, when it comes to music, I typically go for... Either music videos of music that I already like, like, oh, I want to hear this song, so I'll go to that, or I'm in a very uh, bad habit of I will look up auditions for reality TV shows like music competitions and just watch, like, you know, the 10 most surprising or the, you know, five moments that brought the judges to tears shit. Because I can't stand watching them on TV because I get too invested and I get pissed off when the people I think should win don't win. Mm-hmm. But watching, you know, their audition, like, this their big moment, it's kind of fun. And I found people, especially um, the voice competitions, not necessarily the one in the U.S., but the ones around the world um germany poland um we will Italy to,
0: we will have to find the video of the uh, reincarnated Kurt Cobain who included guys. that was so and there, there's the guy um I think that's
1: Germany to where I actually sent that video to a friend and he was like uh so did Nirvana tour Germany I'm like, I don't know um there is another guy who I mean if you close your eyes it was Led Zeppelin you, you were, yeah, it was it was amazing. Um, and it's not just, like, the mimic people, but the people who just do, like, a really good job um, or, you know, for whatever reason, you know, move you. Um, so I enjoy watching those, and I actually have made playlists of all my favorites to go through. Um, some of them keep getting pulled because people don't have permission to be uploading
0: these video clips, unfortunately. but, mm-hmm. it'd be nice if the channels behind them would, like, just keep them up and leave them because... They are interesting and, you know, they do encourage you to check back later, but
1: mm-hmm.
0: it's a business. I, I can't really, I understand, but it doesn't mean I like it. Yeah. For me with music, there, there's a couple of people I watch um, here and there. I, I keep subscribing. I just kind of look for songs that look like they might be interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, like there's this guy, Jonathan Young. He had did a punk cover of I'll Make a Man Out of You from Mulan.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Really great. Then he did some other songs, and I kind of felt like there wasn't really anything special. But then he did a metal, I call it rock, cover of Evermore from the live action Beauty and the Beast. Mm. And this song may have ended up as part of my wedding. <laughs> 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 um, same thing happened with Lindsey Sterling. I've loved her since, like, her... Yes! When came out. Um, she was... Well, she was, uh, um, she was on one of the talent shows. Mm-hmm. Was it America's Got Talent? Probably. I don't recall exactly. But I,
1: I did end up watching quite a few of her YouTube videos, and I actually went to see her a few years ago
0: uh, live at the Bottom Lounge in Chicago. It was a great show. Mm-hmm. And I just love her. She she actually sings on one of her Christmas songs this year.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Ooh. So I was like, oh, this. I'm like, who's singing? Oh, she's singing. Oh, that's not bad. Um, her song, Roundtable Rival, also made it into my wedding. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and then we have this couple, Peter and... um. Evan, I mean, I never know how to name, uh, But they're the Hollands, and their husband and wife each has their own channel. Mm-hmm. He tends to do everything where it's all acapella. Like mm-hmm. most of the stuff is acapella, and so yeah, he he layers his voice. He does, and he's worked with like uh, David Archuleta from American Idol. He's worked mm-hmm. with uh, Tim Faust from Home Free. Um, he he's worked with a lot of different people. Um, one of my favorites was he did. Um, when we had the solar eclipse, he did total eclipse of the heart and they were filming it live during the eclipse and they had it all planned out. They practiced for months. Day of their cameras kept going down. They had so many troubles. So we just like uploaded, this is our attempt, but here's all the issues that were going on while we did this. <laughs> um, and then his wife, she does a lot of Disney covers, um, a lot of musical stuff, musicals. She doesn't record as much. They um, Since I've been watching them, they've had a second kid. So I know she's a little bit busier. <sighs> but they do some songs together. Um, and so one they did was for the dancing and the dreaming from how to train your dragon part two, another wedding song. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> See where I got my ideas from. Um, well, DJ said, you need three songs for the money dance. I'm like, we have 60 people. Why? We, we don't need that much time, but okay, here's three songs. <laughs> um, so I like them. They don't watch all their videos. Cause um, sometimes I'm just not in the mood, but I'll catch them on Spotify later. But I do like having them on my watch, watch them on YouTube because they do do interesting things. Mm-hmm. Well,
1: and that's, I think that's in a nutshell. It's like, you have to be in the mood, right? And sometimes you're in the mood for
0: a cooking video. And sometimes you're in the mood for a crafting video.
2: Yeah.
0: Uh, there's one person, um, Rachel does stuff. It's Rachel Bloom, the star of crazy ex girlfriend. Mhm. I can't get into the show. I've, I've tried. I'm just like cringing, 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 but all the songs on YouTube, I am like in love with. <laughs> um like there was a song she did um about being like a, basically an old cat lady. like i'm just gonna get a fuck ton of cats
1: mm-hmm. no, oh, oh didn't band. she do that fuck
0: me ray bradbury song yes that was gonna be the <laughs> next one that came up on spotify earlier today um but i just love it and then she had the one about like basically about leaving the house but having anxiety and staying in the house and it it spoke to me <laughs> so i like her songs um she's funny she she does get a little bit more vulgar than usual female comics, but she's not like Mm -hmm. way over there, but I enjoy that. She's free to do herself, um, to be herself and Mm -hmm. do these things. And so it does make some really good songs. Um, Oh, one of my favorite songs from the show is let's generalize about men. It's like Mm -hmm. an eighties, like diva power anthem one. Mm -hmm. Um, just trust me. I'll have it on the blog post. It's awesome.
1: (laughs) um i actually um in terms of comedy i watch a lot from uh the dry bar comedy channel it's um i don't want to say family friendly but basically no swearing comedy it's nothing vulgar and um it's you know it's it's filmed in provo utah so what does that tell you a lot of it is really funny though and i've discovered comics there that i i really like
0: there was that what was that uh harmish harmison or whatever uh the guy whose daughter was like met a boy that she liked but she was like eight hmm. and he's like being threatened by his daughter going and dating this boy <laughs> hmm. and it was really funny and i, I cause i've seen like a lot of their videos show up on facebook as popular among facebook and mm-hmm. i like it because it i like them because sometimes i do like the roger stuff the cursing whatever but this gives you a different option
2: mm-hmm.
0: um and it's something you can well i wouldn't say you're always going to watch it with like your your, your kids um, it is just another option for people.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, I also uh, really like, um, and this isn't even a channel, it's just something that I look for. Um, unfortunately, um, if you, wherever you're listening to us from, <laughs> mm-hmm. um, you probably are aware that not all media basically uh, crosses borders. I learned that lesson as, you know, a teenager, and, mm-hmm. um, that there are different versions of albums released in different company countries and, Is uh, different teenagers, <laughs> And, um, sometimes comedy specials don't, you know get on to netflix here um in particular um i discovered because of youtube uh russell howard he's a british comedian who is funny as hell. like i have like hurt myself laughing and only one of his comedy specials is even available to stream in the u.s on uh on netflix but there are several of them so um I look for the clips on YouTube as well as clips of uh, he has a TV show, the Russell Howard hour, and he is so funny, but I have no way of seeing this, but YouTube.
0: Mm -hmm. And that's what I love about YouTube it opens you up. It's Mm -hmm. it's why I hate where they say this video is not available in your country. Mm -hmm. Well, it's the same to me as saying, I can't buy this. um, Like you can't buy the CD because it wasn't available in your country. Now it's because it wasn't released in your country. Now it's, I can't buy this MP3 because it's not available in my country. I'm like, okay. Those, so those we, were the days of CD Wow. Remember them? Oh, yes. No, Yow Play, they were my people. They let me buy CDs from Europe, no shipping. They nice. went out of business. I don't, I don't want to blame myself, but I do. <laughs> <laughs> no, I used
1: to buy a lot from CD Wow. I got like my Australian double disc edition of the 5s self titled album That
0: you know i somehow have like i don't know how I to like two copies of robbie williams like greatest hits but from japan (laughs) did i ever even open those (laughs) um, because i had other means of listening to music back in the day moving on (laughs) but i mean that that's
1: a fair point um a lot of albums released uh, overseas will have additional tracks, right. and they don't let you buy them through iTunes or Amazon or wherever you buy your mp3s from. Um, so sometimes you have to go to
0: YouTube just to hear it. Well, to this day, I over the past few years, I've become immensely into K-pop because, you know, the boy band addiction of my youth never went away and now I just really love cheesy pop and K-pop mm-hmm. will fit the bill. And so there's this band, this group called Twice. It's a Korean K-pop group, uh, nine girls, and they are going into Japan as well. And they released their first album in Japan. I'm like, oh, I wanna, you know, I have some money on Google Play or on iTunes. So I wanna buy this. No, you can't. You can't buy it on um. You have to go to the Japan Japanese iTunes to buy this. Oh, but you can only buy it if you have a credit card with a Japanese billing address.
2: Mm.
0: He's like, okay, so you're basically saying my options are to find a way to get this illegally or not listen to it at all.
2: Mm-hmm. When
0: it's really easy to get it illegally, um, if you just take the time to do a few Google searches. Um, I did not. I was just like, fine, whatever. But um, it's probably ripped somewhere on YouTube. But that's just one thing I always hate. Even back uh, when I was getting my NSYNC albums, of like, you let me buy it from Germany or I will find a way to listen to it and you mm-hmm. won't get your money. It's like goddamn, and I want a copy of the Winter album, right? But no, I can't. Or God forbid, the one from Russia.
1: <laughs> well, and then how fucking difficult was it? Um, if you are not aware of our past in terms of boy bands, we both were uh, quite enamored of boy bands. Um,
0: What's this more stuff?
1: Um, from the UK, and each of them released one fucking album in the US. One. And, and well, then every further release had to be gotten on import. Yes.
0: Um, I think it was like a great day when I found the five slam dunk, the funk single with all the damn remixes at my local oh. record store at the mall. So I paid, Oh, I paid for that one.
1: Oh, I lost my shit when I found if you getting down at the store, the single.
0: And then randomly though, yeah. totally different genre, but I found Lincoln parks, um, one step closer single from Europe Mm -hmm. in the local used record store both brand new so i had the song my december as a b-side on there before it became part of like one of the regular albums Mm -hmm. because i just randomly found it on
1: there and that i mean that became a fucking pastime hunting down b-sides and promotional singles that didn't make it to albums there's still a new kids on the block song that was only released in japan that i've never heard the full thing
0: there's um yeah and And we're just talking about the stuff that was actually released. There's still stuff that was never released, but somehow it got around the internet. Like Mm -hmm. J.C. Sejay's second album, The Story of Kate. Which was a really solid album, and it's a shame it didn't get released. Solid album. And then Song Schmidt ended up being covered by A.J. McLean because he got an album Mm -hmm. and being covered by McFly on their album in the UK. A.J. had an album? Yeah. I didn't know that. Huh. To me after the show. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah,
1: like, boy bands are, like, a whole nother cackling in themselves. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, they may become a whole nother series in themselves once I get the money going to start a new podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But, yes, yeah, so they, that, you know, we, we have that tendency to, like, go with our fandoms. Like, boy bands are, like, big fandom, like, just general area fandom. Then we have our sci-fi shows, then we have our horror movies and so forth. So we you have and, layers. We're like onions. <laughs> all right. Uh, let's see. One thing I do like also on YouTube is just, I feel I don't watch these ones as often just because I don't have the time or my brain is just like you worked all day. You're not learning anything new. But mm-hmm. ones where I feel like they're kind of informative. You learn something new. There's this guy, uh, Jake, he has this channel called bright sun films and he'll go and he'll, he has a few different series on there. One is called um, Abandoned, where he'll go look like abandoned theme parks. Like Disney used to have this park over here, or they were playing on building like Disney's America in the, um, on the East Coast. And he goes through like all the plans, the, like the original plans, what the original idea was, how they were going about it, what they were going to do, and then just why it failed or why he thinks it failed if he can't find that reason. So, I would be interested to watch that. I, I had never heard of that, so. Oh, there's a ton. He he loves Disney. So he does a lot there. There was um he does one where he talks about bankrupt, there's a few, you know, places that went bankrupt or stores that went out. Um he has gotten a bit into urban exploring lately. So there's some some of his more recent videos are just him walking around with some other guys where they look at like a hotel that just was like abandoned at once. So it's not as interesting as the others, but some of his older stuff and some, you know, and some new stuff just in between. You just gotta kind of take a look through his, um, through his channel, through his videos. Um, mm-hmm. I really like him. Then there is Linus Tech Tips because there's this, this nerdy computer stuff. This guy does reviews of products, how to set up like um, your own little server type system going on. Um, you know, tells you what's going on with tech news. I love my little tech gadgets. And so he's one person I, I'm going to, he's like the one tech person I have, or one of two tech people I have where I can get like that information. Cause if it gets too complex, I'm just no, not, not working. I'm as it is. It's like, takes a certain amount of uh, dedication to watch these and, you know, take that information in. Um, and then my, excuse me, uh, my final person for informative um, I think you would actually like do. Um, it's Lindsay Ellis. She used to be on that guy with the as a nostalgia chick. Um, she had gone to film school and she does like a critical review of movies and different themes,
2: which
0: mm-hmm. um, she did like a great one about the hunchback of Notre Dame. There's a great one about like, Hercules and what this meant for Disney and how the animation was different. And it's a lot of film critiques, but with a lot of interesting information so I really can't describe it very well, I know. <laughs> but if, you, if you've seen the Nostalgia Critic back in its good days um, and you like you know, I think you might enjoy her and something to check out. Oh, that does sound interesting.
1: Uh, let's see. Who else? Oh, and you- that's, you know, and again, I mean, instead of like specific YouTubers, YouTube is extremely helpful when you need to learn something. Yes. Like um, I had a plumbing issue. <laughs> A couple months ago, basically, um, the innards, like the back innards of my toilet broke. Uh, the plastic tubing broke, um, leading from the fill line to the reservoir. So it wasn't registering that it was full, so it just kept more and more water. So my bathroom was flooding. And the first thing I did was pull up YouTube, and it showed me how to shut off the water.
0: Yes. Um, today, I had gotten um, this punch board Um Basically this little crafting tool. I had gone it for like ten bucks. Um, because for Christmas we're gonna be doing cards and stuff and we need envelopes, and I'm like, I wanna buy a ton of envelopes in different sizes and spend all this money. So I spent ten bucks on the tool and like three bucks on a box of back package of like paper, and I can make it helps you make envelopes. I what sleep, the fuck was that? Um people are drag racing down my street. Jesus Christ. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> I was like, what is i'm sitting like seriously like i i'm sitting like seven ten inches from the window sorry and the window's closed mm-hmm. you know, so this punch board you is a little tool you score on the line, you hit a punch it punches a hole so it can fold up nicely to an envelope stupid me was missing one important step and so they were not coming out right so mm-hmm. i went to youtube and i found out how to do it um we've done that for those uh that when we were getting our we got our youngest dog we looked up some training videos on youtube which is how we learned we were going to train her with the bell method so she'll ring the bells when she's go outside and Mm -hmm. you'll just find that information there it's great um or i think i've even had to look up like how to like open up a cell phone back before on youtube because they're making them harder and harder these days
1: Um I do I'll also watch um if I'm in I don't know a particularly weird mood I'll watch compilations of either people being surprised with puppies and kittens, uh surprise pregnancy
0: announcements. Oh the mood sickness categories, okay. Or
1: um soldiers coming home
0: and surprising people. I- I call those the moon sickness videos because for some reason there's a certain time of the month where those are just the most interesting thing ever. Tell me I'm wrong. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: And, um, I'll also sometimes watch uh, vine compilations. I never really got into vine. It wasn't my thing, you know? Um, but some of that shit is really funny, especially, um, when specific, what's his name? Thomas Sanders. Um, the guy who goes around pronouncing things incorrectly, um, shit like that. People will make compilations of their favorite viners, and so I'll watch
0: those on occasion too, just to laugh. I never dig into Vine, but there was one compilation that has my favorite video ever in it. These two brothers are sitting in the house. One's laying on the couch, and the one holding the camera shoots like a cap gun oh, yeah. or something mm-hmm. in the house. And the one on the couch jumps up and yells, "This is why mom doesn't fucking love you." <laughs> and I'm like, that sums up siblings so much. <laughs> uh, I'll get in I'll just get in random moods where I'm like, I'm mm, gonna watch old Fun with the Squirrel videos, which are all up on mm-hmm. Ill Will Press. Um back in the day they were the shit, so definitely something I'll get into. There's still videos being made to this day. Um watch them every now and then, but they're not nearly as often or as good if you ask me, but different times. Mm-hmm. or there's just random guy I found. Okay, his channel's called Air Force Proud 95. For fun, he will play a flight simulator. And his version of playing this is he will sit in the air traffic control tower and just, like, control the traffic. And so he'll narrate things, he'll tell people what to do, he'll show other people doing stupid shit. One video, he decided that he was going to have a soundtrack. Oh, but there's copyright, you know, you don't want to get a copyright strike. So he started singing Darude's Sandstorm, (laughs) and it was just the most amazing thing ever. But then I'll just be sitting there watching this for like 20, 30 minutes like, what am I doing with my life? I mean, this isn't bad, but what am I doing? (laughs) Um, Any other really interesting YouTube channels that everyone should check out? Um. You know, I'm not thinking of anyone
1: in particular. I used to watch a lot of the the makeup tutorials and whatnot, and I would like to note, um, I was out shopping this week, uh, and I happened to stop because I recognized someone on a adver- an Insta advertisement. Um, I used to watch the Pixie Woo channel mm-hmm. quite a lot, and now they're at the point where they have their own makeup line. I mean, that mm-hmm. is is the degree of what, youtube fame can do for people
0: like let's see michelle fond was a youtuber mm-hmm. girl. she got her own makeup line um and then she stepped away from things i'm not sure what happened with her um they emily noel um she still does makeup stuff but she actually had a um she's part of the new where they'll do a partnership like um she's had a pal- couple of palettes come out with someone else graveyard girl have had a palette come out with someone else. Mm-hmm. Um, oh I know there's there's like um oh um that one guy who's like a prick, um Mandy Mula, whatever his name is or Mandy Mula, whatever his name is, yeah. He had like a um I think he even had like a collaboration. So that's like the big thing right now. Like for YouTube you can get you that fame. Mm-hmm. But then it's like okay, but is this getting to where you want to be?
1: Yeah, it's like um, two of the the craft kits that I have seen, um, Nerdy Crafter review are branded actually, there's three of them, branded by other YouTubers. One is Lore DIY, another is Guava Juice, and the other is Karina Garcia. Um, and they are all uh, very much appeal to younger crowds. They do crafty kits, they do slime, that kind of thing. So they have these products branded with their name, but they're made by someone else. And in many cases, particularly Guava Juice and Karina Garcia, the product is crap. It's, you know, made by a third party company. And in that case, it's actually both of their products are made by the same company. And they're completely shitty products. And they have these, you know, young people's names and faces on them. Those people so, are signing. Yeah. I don't think they really understood what they went for and what was gonna happen. So basically they have, you know, a photo endorsement. And well, they do they, they do use their kits like in a video, like and you can tell that it's a much improved upon from the actual product, so maybe they do. But again, they're shilling these products, and uh, uh, it's 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 a crappy thing that they didn't really make. Someone else made them, and just using their name.
0: Right. Well, something <clears throat> something happened with similar. Uh, years ago with the creators of South Park, they licensed out a South Park video game for the Nintendo 64. Um, There's actually two ones. There's a racing one and there was like a f- snowball fight one where they're fighting or whatever. Um, and they, they had much less creative control than they they thought they were going to have. Um, they're not happy with the um, outcome at all. And it's just because things happen with contracts. And then now you have the South Park stick of truth and the fractured but hall games out where they, they said no if we're going to do this we're making this in house they're more aware of their contracts
2: mm-hmm. but
0: even they had been doing um i think they've been doing entire south park tv show for like maybe a year or two at the point they had the bad deal so mm-hmm. it's not just youtubers who had this issue but it's happened to other creators over time just because someone's like we can make a quick buck by putting your name on this and you don't realize I, don't, you know, you can't, you don't, pa- you don't realize you can pass it up, or you're just you don't know what's going to happen, and you you want to take advantage of this opportunity. Mm-hmm. Um. It's you know, it's it's like,
1: um, and it's kind of a lofty example, but the Beatles, they were so excited that they were getting you know record deals and you know the kind of recognition they were looking for, they didn't realize that they were signing away the rights to their music. So Listen. a lot of it, I think, is is not really understanding what they're in for.
0: Right. Um, and just to give one other example, there was the whole thing with NSYNC um, and their former manager management company where he signed himself on as the sixth member of the band, so he got his mm-hmm. management fees plus whatever the band was supposed to make, he got a cut of that as well. Mm. So they had to share, you know, so it was just shady tactics that people didn't realize. It just... Unfortunately, it's so one of you have to live and learn, but I'm like, it's still bullshit that can happen.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh, and I did um, take a look to see what was up with Michelle Fan. Um, she did get involved in a lawsuit in 2014 um, over the music being used in her videos, and she did counter-sue. Um, eventually settled out of court, but she decided to take a hiatus in June of 2017 and... Um, citing some legal problems and some personal issues. Um, said she'll be back when she's ready. Hasn't been back yet, but she does uh, still work with the Ipsy company.
0: Mm. Yeah, they, they have their own issues there, but we're not, we're not going to go into that right now. Mm. Um, but yeah, the yeah that's the other thing with YouTube that's an issue is just because, okay, some people will put up YouTube co- song covers. I know... Oh crap! I can't remember the name of it. Um, my brother used it, but basically, there was this company you you go through so you can you make covers of songs and you'll you can put them up on Spotify or on different music sites and stuff and possibly get paid for them. After like you know a thousand or so plays, you might get a penny. Um, but then okay. you gotta be careful because like where are, you know if you happen to make it big, what's gonna happen with that? Um, I know back in the day some YouTubers would use like say here's a song by this person, because the person gave him permission, which I feel, though, might have an issue when the person became really big. They're like, well, wait a minute, I only said, this was in the intent that you were going to get, like, you know, this many small amount of views, not this huge amount. So it's, it's very tricky on YouTube, just you have to be super careful, which mm-hmm. burns out a lot of people. Oh, let's see here. Um see. Uh, there's some other people I like that do covers and things. It's just for the love of it. Um, one of the ones that I'm going to talk about, though, that I just do not like, um, Channel Awesome I used to love. Uh, they had the Nostalgia Critic and all of that. Uh, but then there's some controversy um, la- over the year, the past year, that a lot of people left. I left the site, like, in droves. Like, there's a very few people left. Mm -hmm. so I stopped watching for a while, and I was like, well, you can't really blame him because the Nostalgia Creek is actually not owned by the guy who plays him. It's someone else who's not in the videos that owns it and does all this crap. Um, So I'm giving him a a, a watch here or there, but, like, the light's kind of gone out, like the magic, I guess you could say, because it's it's not the same anymore. Mm -hmm. Um, So he's kind of on my eh list. Um, and then for people, I just, I don't want to say I hate, but there's that guy, Casey Nestat. No, he's annoying. Um, there's a beauty blogger I used to like, Elle Fowler. Then she started applying sticker shops. So I kind of started watching her a little bit, but then I'm just not, she's taking different life directions right now. And so now everything's about her baby. <laughs> and I'm like, that's cool. But if I want to watch a baby just laying there all day, I go see my friends' kids. I, you know, which I do after them <laughs> on my ear when I call them. <laughs> you know, I do that. I'm like, I'm watching you because I liked you as a person, and I liked other things that you did. And that's what's happened to a lot of YouTubers that I like. Um, Emily Noel, she's one that had kids, but she she'll do a few things with her kids, but still, ninety five percent of her videos are about her original focus, the makeup and stuff. So. That's my biggest complaint with YouTube is just people getting lives and moving on and having kids and then changing what they're doing so I can't watch what I like anymore. Yeah, and then there's the weird
1: shit that you find. Um, There's always weird shit. I I started watching, I guess they would be considered a a lifestyle channel. um, A Vegan No Waste Family.
0: Oh God, is this the one you guys showed me?
1: Yeah, and I'm just watching their daily routine. I was, like, exhausted just watching this. And then I started to have issues with some of their shit. Like, we're vegan and no waste, but here's this plastic bag, and I, you know, I'm going to sell my crafty shit to people and put it in the plastic bag. Well, then, honey, you're not no waste because you're just giving your waste to somebody else. hmm And then the thing that really got me, really, um, was their video about how they do not use toilet paper. And in in, in, in in the back of my mind, I'm thinking, please have a bidet. Please have a bidet. No, no, they do not have a bidet. They use cut scraps of old cloth and then they wash them and use them again.
0: Which means you're just wasting a shit ton of water and you're putting a lot more chemicals into the water supply because you're having to wash this more often.
1: Well, and then the the mom who is making these, she goes, "Oh, well, you know, sometimes you have to strip them just like you would have to with a cloth diaper, and that means to scrape the shit off them. And you know, if it's your kid, okay, I mean, you wanted a baby, so you have to deal with that. Go for it. But not your husband, lady. Come on. Yeah, or- I don't. I don't care how much you love your partner. You don't have to handle their shit. That's disgusting.
0: Do they have kids old enough for them to make them do that job? No, they're all like little, little kids. Okay, good. It's what's when they can't sense. They have the, they make these life decisions, but then they make the kids, you know, do things that the kids have not consented to.
1: Mm. It's, it's, uh, it's disturbing. And you come across a lot of shit like that. And, um, my advice there is uh, don't leave a nasty comment. Just move on.
0: Yeah. I'm, Like there's plenty of stuff I'll see on Reddit or on YouTube or what have you. And it's like, or on Facebook, it's like, that's horrible. I don't agree with that. But I also then think, what is my comment going to add to the situation? Mm -hmm. Like sometimes like on Facebook, like I've poked the bear a couple of times and made a comment where I'm like, what about this or that? And I try to back it up with facts Mm -hmm. or just, you know, Mm -hmm. start a dialogue. But for the most part, it's like, if certain things people are made their minds up about and while I would love for them to change their minds or rethink them,
2: mm-hmm. this is
0: not gonna have any impact on them. And the first rule of the internet, don't read the comments. And
1: yeah, as I've told my mother time and time again when she's saying, You won't believe what these people are saying on the internet, I'm like, Ma, don't read the comment section.
0: No. It's you know, I'd love to hear your positive comments. That's why I always ask for... You know, which,
1: which is interesting because we are just an audio comment section, really. Right. <laughs> but we have microphones,
0: so we're powerful. <laughs> um, like, I love... I always ask for at the end, like, you know, leave me your con- uh, constructive comments. You know, mm-hmm. constructive criticism. You know, like, if, you know, If there's something we can improve on, let us know. Because I do like hearing those things. Um, but if you're just a shit on things, you're not going to change my mind. Like, I remember there was some time a few years back I had someone <clears throat> got me into Farmville and a lot of Facebook games so like, really yeah and so I added a bunch I joined these groups I add some random people to my friends just to be like okay I need neighbors because you know I need to water my crops and get the cow because something something Lady Gaga she was she did Farmville promotion okay um so I did all this and then so some years later i posted something political probably around 2008 i'm guessing and these people like this person commented like no he did it or something something like that something like that short and without no backup no further information no starting a dialogue nothing just Nuh-uh. so i you know i think i respond back like can you like explain this or i think i was trying i think i respond back just to try and get a. Uh, get like, well, what's, you know, do you have that information or whatever? And that became this whole big thing. So I'm like, I just went and started purging people who I didn't know. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think once someone else made, before I removed them made a comment how some people can't take like criticism on their Facebook or something. And I was just like, no, you maybe, okay. Maybe the thing I shared wasn't hundred percent accurate. I don't know. But if you know, it's not accurate, tell me why. Mm -hmm. you know there is a way i mean there's
1: yeah there's a way of doing that without being an asshole so when someone is an asshole my response is always the same whether it's on something on facebook or a response to a comment i've made or a response to something i've written and posted i just put your opinion
0: has been duly noted yep and filed appropriately (laughs) trash can and that's all social media and the internet is it's you know, it's a great way to connect, but then it also helps put people into their own, oh, what's that word? Um, but basically, an echo chamber. Because some people will get into where, like, I'm only going to follow people who believe this t- this thing. Uh, and th- I'm only going to watch videos about this topic and people who agree with me on that topic. I'm, you know, so they're not opening themselves up. Which I hope part of our conversation today has made you think, I'm going to check out some different YouTubers to learn. <laughs> Some different things. See if there's something else that's interesting. Um, because, you know, like I said, I'm watching a guy who just plays a flight simulator game. Do I want to be a pilot or an air traffic controller? No, but okay. it's still interesting. So mm-hmm. it's it's always different things you can learn. And, you know, um, another example would be, like, on Reddit, I am subscribed to the subreddit just rolled into the shop. It's from KarmaCax showing, like, what the hell this person bought me in this car that should bought in like six years ago because it needs this work and it's all messed up most of the time i don't know what i'm looking at but every now and then i do know what I'm, I, I i learned something so it's it's a good way to um expand your mic there you go um any other comments or youtubers or anything from your side of the mic
1: no no i'm good just you know check it out look at these um check out these people that we suggested because it is it is quality content um and you know seek out new things there's always going to be something interesting or something to catch your eye so go for it
0: yep um so i want to thank y'all for tuning in today and we'll catch you next time bye bye do you like books Do you not have as much time to read these books as you used to? Are you always on the go and in between driving here, exercising there, and listening to quality podcasts such as this one? Do you just not have the time? Well, I have the great thing for you. Audible, an Amazon company, is offering all of our listeners here at Saturday Morning Pajamas a free 30-day trial of their service. What does this trial give you? Well, a free audiobook of your choosing, as well as discounts on additional books. Like the service? Keep it going for as low as $14.95 per month, and you will continue to receive a free audiobook every month along with those discounts. Not too happy with the service? You're free to cancel at any time and keep any books you have received for free or purchase during the time of your membership or free trial. Please head over to audibletrial.com SMP, or you can find a direct link at the blog post on no-noms.net. I'd like to thank you all for tuning into Saturday Morning Pajamas today. It's been a pleasure. Remember, if you like this podcast even just a little bit, why not consider becoming a patron? More details may be found at our tip jar on no noms.net. Speaking of no-noms.net, that is our website, and more information about this episode and everything SMP may be found at the link. Don't know what our website is, it's ww.no n-o-m-s dot n-e-t we look forward to your comments constructive criticism what have you on the blog post want to connect with us another way you can find us on twitter and instagram under at s-m-p underscore jacks we also have a youtube channel where all episodes plus a few extras are available I would like to finally personally thank all of our wonderful listeners on TuneIn, Stitcher, Podbean Player, iTunes, Google Play Music, Spreaker, and everywhere else podcasts are available. You are what makes creating this podcast worthwhile, and we won't be here if it wasn't for you. Till next time, be excellent to each other.